Hey, what is up, guys? Welcome back to another podcast. So today I want to talk about a book that I've recently read. It's called um, David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me. A lot of you may know this guy as the person who is considered the toughest man alive, the guy who has ran ultra races, um, ultra marathons, whatever you want to call it. And he's a former Navy SEAL, you know, a huge motivationalist to people who are seeking, you know, inspiration and, you know, a change in their life. So I took a lot from this book, um, you know, and that was mainly the goal when Goggins wrote this book, not to just exactly talk about himself, but mainly to portray the idea that, you know, what he went through can inspire you to change your life around, you know, and to do things to basically push you past your own limits. So um, basically, you know, Goggins, he essentially he just stopped making excuses when he started giving life a hundred percent. You know, as a guy who was a former air force serviceman, former Navy seal, ultra endurance athlete. And he also once held the world record for the most pull-ups in 24 hours. So he is actually considered one of the toughest people alive. Um, but what I found really cool is that, you know, his success was not given to him. Goggins had a very terribly hard life, especially a hard childhood. Um, he grew up in a very abusive environment where his father abused his mother and himself, um, you know, as, you know, growing up in a very traumatic childhood, um, you know, you can see how he faced a lot of things that basically, you know, portrayed a lot of consequences, um, growing up in poverty, you know, he became very overweight, you know, when he was in his twenties and, you know, from the result of trauma from his childhood, he was very illiterate, you know, even as he approached his teenage years. Um, however, what I find really cool is that none of this stopped him though. So, you know, some of the lessons that I learned from this book, um, you know, it doesn't matter where you've essentially been or how much trauma you've gone through, you can always come out stronger, you know, and that's the same thing as, pushing a muscle, you know, past its limits, you know, you tear a muscle, and it grows back stronger. That's the ideology of it. Um, the next was instead of believing overnight success, you know, you have to work hard, push yourself to be your best self. And, you know, that sounds like common sense, we hear that every single day. However, a lot of people including myself at, you know, certain point in times, um, lack that ideology. And we find it very tough to just be our best self because, once we become comfortable in a certain, you know, environment, very complacent, then we start to lose, you know, our edge. And, you know, we start to, we stop working as hard as we used to. And that's one of the things that really starts to set us back. And then we don't realize that we're actually walking backwards. And then before we know it, people that, you know, we are surrounded by are either surpassing us and we wonder why. And then you start maybe resenting them and so on. And you realize, it's just you and yourself that is falling behind because you got too complacent. Um, you know, another one is taking advantage of what Goggins calls the 40% rule. And this is to become a master of your mind to achieve more than you thought was possible. As a perfect example, you run four miles and you're totally winded, you're toasted. You're like, I'm done. I can't do this. And essentially, you know, what Goggins is trying to say is that you're only at 40%. You have another six miles to run and your mind can take you through it. You just have to essentially, you know, remove what he calls the governor in your mind, which is the limiter. You know, it's all in your mind. Your body is capable at, you know, producing, you know, high levels of, you know, performance. However, if you let your mind 
inhibit you from that. It's just going to hold you back and you're never going to be at your full potential. So essentially, regardless of the obstacle you face, you can overcome it and you can grow from it. And, you know, if you've heard the phrase, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. According to Goggins, you know, this is very true. You know, we're talking about a guy who <clears throat> went through three hell weeks, Navy hell weeks, um, in, you know, one year, the most in Navy history, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the guy escaped, you know, his abusive father as a child. You know, you're talking about, we, we hear a lot about this nowadays, you know, um, abusive parents or whatnot. But especially for Goggins, this was, this was very um, sort of unique because he could never escape this environment. You know, he was very scared to stand up to his father, which he's mentioned multiple times. Um, so the trauma he essentially endured, you know, which negatively affected him well into his 20s. Uh, this was, you know, where he experienced what they call like toxic stress or toxic environment. And that allowed him, I wouldn't say it allowed him, but that basically was a consequence of him doing very poorly in school to the point where he was barely literate. You know, people are pretty literate, you know, into like their middle school years, but, you know, in high school, he was literate, not literate. And then in his 20s, you know, he had a very dead-end job. He worked at Ecolab. He sprayed for cockroaches. And, you know, to cope with his feelings, he ate a lot of unhealthy food to the point where he was almost 300 pounds. Now, let's take a step back. You know, the human psyche is really interesting when it comes to how we cope with things and, you know, how we essentially beat around the bush. You know, when you feel sad or depressed, a lot of people will, you know, look for an outlet to satisfy, you know, their mental, even their physical. And most of the time it's food, you know, or it's other things that gives you temporary happiness or temporary satisfaction. And most people like to do it through food. You know, they like to drink. That's a very popular one. They like to drink liquor, you know, to um, basically throw their mind into an array of emotion where they either forget about the bad things that are happening. However, it's only temporary. And they beat around the bush because they don't want to face that issue or that problem, you know, up front. And, and then when they talk to people and people think that they're doing very well off, it's most of the time smoke and mirrors are full of shit. So, you know, after David Goggins, he changed his life. It was primarily after he saw a documentary about the Navy SEALs. And um, he was pretty determined that he'd be a SEAL, you know, himself. You know, he was very overweight. He was about 300 pounds, had to lose over 109 pounds in just three months. And I find that just absolutely like mind boggling, you know, for most people to lose five to 10 pounds in three months, that's an achievement. But for Goggins to lose over 109 pounds in just three months, that's just something that you don't hear about ever. So essentially after achieving the goal of becoming a SEAL, you know, he kept on pushing himself. And, you know, at one point he set the world record for pull-ups. So like whoever would have thought, right? A guy like this who used to be about 300 pounds. But the thing is, you know, taking a step back, Goggins made the decision to stop seeing himself as a victim, a victim of circumstance, you know, a victim of what they call like the system. And he told himself, I would not ever want to be a statistic. I won't ever let society deem me as a, as a statistic. And instead, he saw life as, you know, what he calls the ultimate training ground. And he remembers things that you have to overcome 
being the best way to convince yourself is to keep going when you want to quit. So essentially when you're wanting to quit, you just got to tell yourself like, oh, now it's getting started. Just keep pushing that rock up the hill. And, you know, as we've seen with Goggins, he was dealt a very bad hand, you know, very bad hand in his childhood. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, it happens to a lot of people, but however, he didn't let that define who he was. He wanted to become more than that because he didn't want to let people, you know, say, oh, as David, uh, as Goggins mentioned multiple times, he didn't want people to look at him and say like, oh, you know, he wasn't, he didn't have a good life growing up. Like, you know, give him some sympathy. He's not the type of guy who wants a pat on the back because he had a hard life. He wants a pat on the back because he did something right. He earned something. So essentially, you know, fast forwarding, you know, if you want to get through the next level, you got to work hard, persevere through your limits. And uh, I find it pretty cool that Goggins was not always not just a SEAL, but an ultra endurance athlete. You know, for someone who is a high percentage of lean muscle, low body fat, you know, he, he's done, he's completed a hundred mile races and has actually placed within like the top 10. So, you know, whenever people ask, how is he able to do so much? You know, he says it comes down to work ethic, you know, and this draws back to the idea of, you know, um, is, is there like an actual, you know, truth to the genetic ceiling? And there's a lot of controversy about that going about, you know, you can work and work and work, work as hard as you can, but people, especially, you know, scientists will say that, um, you know, your genetics only limit you to so much as they call figuratively the ceiling. Um, you know, but I feel like you can actually break ceilings in certain aspects and you can essentially awaken the mind and your body to achieve a lot more. And I'm not saying that if you study multiple hours a day, every day, you can become Albert Einstein, or you can become the strongest man in the world. Um, cause I feel like our genetic code and our makeup do limit us to a certain point where there is no point beyond that of what it makes up. Um, I feel like there is some truth to that, but you know, scientists can fact check me, but however, you know, going back to the point society, you know, they love, they love quick fixes to things. However, when it comes to mastering yourself, there is no quick self or quick fix. It takes a lot of time. You know, for example, I started stretching about eight to 10 months ago, almost a year ago. And in the beginning, it absolutely hurt like a bitch. You know, I was like really sore, really tight. And I realized that David Goggins, he had the same issue, you know, <clears throat> about the time when he got out of the military um, or the Navy, he never really stretched in his life. And he started having bouts of like, you know, dizziness and whatnot. And it turns out that it wasn't a disease or an autoimmune disorder. Or, sorry, not autoimmune disorder, autoimmune disease. Um, it was a, uh, the fact that he wasn't stretching enough. That's what he claims. And so I started stretching a lot, like, you know, stretching between one and three hours every single day. And then I realized that my body just started to like restructure itself, you know, to get used to it. And I realized I started getting a lot more blood flow and I started being a lot more mobile, agile, flexible. And I realized that my stamina just increased, you know, uh, we deal with a lot of pain in our bodies and the most popular is back pain. So I started stretching my lower back a lot. started stretching out every single muscle I could think about without hyperextending it. And then I realized that it's like, holy shit, like, you know, I'm, I'm fucking on a roller coaster here. However, you know, the, the, the reason that David Goggins can do so much is because his, he has the ability to work hard. He has that dog mentality, you know, 
And to say that, you know, basically you don't have enough time to accomplish these lofty goals is that it just, you just need to be early as Goggin says, you need to just have the time that you need to put into it. And it takes time. It takes time to invest in it and to basically mold that statue figuratively. So Goggin's also tossed, you know, he taught me a part of my mind that basically holds us back is what they call the governor. It knows our limits and it tells us not to take risk and it feeds on insecurities. Now, one of the things I know is a fact that in current day society is that they tell you like, do not take risk, play the safe side, you know, get a stable job and do this and that. Don't do too much. You can hurt yourself. And I say, fuck that. I'll do whatever I want, you know? And plus, especially with today's, you know, society, given that we have so much uh, technology and social media, you know, you want to talk about insecurities there. Social media is the epitome of that. You know, if social media feeds off of everyone's insecurities and whether people disagree, it's, you know, they're either, you know, in denial. But when you re- when you release that governor, you know, it knows your limits. Like I mentioned, it tells you not to take risk and feel insecurities. And I feel like you have to step up to that next level. You have to break that ceiling, remove that governor and push way past your comfort zone. You know, I started doing that and I realized that, wow, I was actually holding myself back. You know, you stop basically listening to all the noise around you and you start listening to yourself. You know, you look in the the mirror, the accountability mirror, as Goggins mentions, you know, you look at yourself and go like, I need to be better than I was yesterday. However, what I'm doing right now, it's never good enough. And that's like the, uh, the idea of you're always pushing towards more success. However, it's never going to be good enough. Every time you push that rock up the next hill, there's another hill in front of you. So that's the way of like tricking the brain that you're always working towards something better and you're never reaching the top of the mountain. And if somehow you do reach the top of the mountain, push that fucking rock right down the mountain and start over again but do it even faster. So that's sort of like the ideology I get from it. And, um, you know, we need to realize that when things get very tough, when they get very hard, you know, we need a chance. We have that chance to callous our minds and we have to push past our limits. You know, when you get tired, essentially going back to the point, David Goggins said, hey, you know, victory, like he says, he mentions victory often comes down to bringing your very best when you feel your worst. So when you're toasted and you're completely wiped out that is your chance to try as hard as you can and a lot of people will disagree with that saying like well when you're totally like wiped out that's your chance to stop and rest this and that it's like no because when you're wiped out you feel like you're wiped out you're probably only using 40 percent of your effort and that's your time to just step up on that foundation and just keep going as hard as you can. Remainder of that 60% is there. You just don't see it because you have that governor in your mind, you know, and you keep saying to yourself, what if, what if, what if I could run more? What if I could study more and accomplish this or that, you know, for example. So it's, it's, it's just, it is what it is. According to Goggins, you know, you have 60% more to give. Now, this may sound crazy, but as humans, we tend to give up after 40% of our power. And I feel like that's because of what society deems is don't do too much. You know, you might injure yourself or you're going too crazy. It's like, it's a false notion that you have basically given your maximum effort that you can actually really grow. Pushing past that 40% level increases your pain tolerance. It allows you to let go of your self-limiting mindset. And that is the 40% rule. When you start pushing past that 40%, most of the world 
basically like where they seem content, you unlock a higher performance level. And this is not just by working out. This is achieving 40, more than 40% in anything, whether you're putting 40% in a relationship, 40% in your studies, you know, it's what Galgans, you know, he highly stresses the fact that, you know, working out, being on that dog mentality is not just working out in the gym. It's strengthening your mind, you know, reading, studying every single day. I do that every single day. And a lot of people find it weird that I read every single day on my lunch. And, you know, I read before work, I read during work and I read after work and I stretch and I work out and, you know, I just, I strengthen the mind. A lot of people find that weird because society doesn't do all of that. They find it weird. They think that you should just go to work, eat lunch, you know, do your job, come home, you know, tend to whatever, you know, task you have to do and then go to bed. But that's what society wants. You're only essentially living at 40% if you're working 40 hours a week. What you do outside of work really matters. You know, I don't count certain things when I do them at work. Reading at work doesn't count because that's work. What you do before work or after work, that's what really matters. You know, that's where the true pain comes. You know, whether you want to work out before work or after work, that's where you basically unlock a higher pain tolerance. And you're just reaching to break that next ceiling. And a lot of people will never understand that because they think that, you know, society deems it as, you know, improper. They think of it as wrong, that it's doing too much on the body. It's too much on the body mentally and physically. I think it's absolutely wonderful. You know, you wake up between 4, 4.30 a.m. And you're like, I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to read. And then by the time you leave for work, you've already accomplished a fuck ton of stuff. Whereas most people just started waking up like, oh, I got to go to work. I got to have my coffee. It's like, fuck the coffee. Why don't you drink some water? And then you go on ahead and you stretch and you read and you do this and that before you even go to work. And that's where you start to unlock more than 40% of your capabilities. And most people never figure it out. Yeah, I tell you now, I read more than I used to in college, which is pretty funny, pretty comical to me. But like I mentioned, forget the quick fixes, you know, and I'll leave you with a very good quote. Our culture has become very hooked on the quick fix, the life hack efficiency. Everyone is on the hunt for that simple action algorithm that nets maximum profit with the least amount of effort. There's no denying this attitude may get you some of the trappings of success if you're lucky, but it will not lead to a calloused mind or self-mastery. If you want to master your mind and remove your governor, you have to become addicted. I'll say that one more time. You have to become addicted to hard work because passion, obsession, even talent are only useful tools if you have the work ethic to back them up. Now, go back to that one part where I said you have to become addicted to hard work. You have to become a fucking maniac when it comes to it. And people think, oh, you know, you're obsessed with this, obsessed with that. Obsession is just another word, in my opinion, for something that you just have so much passion for. When people say you have an, you're obsessed with this, it just it's just another word for you have a lot of passion. You know, in certain aspects, that's what it means. You know, and you that's why you're you're implementing a lot of your time towards that one thing, that service or whatever. So, you know, you cannot fall for the trap of a quick fix life hack. Everything takes time, you know, it takes time and effort. And you need to learn how to harness that talent, harness that hard work, that passion, and that obsession 
or what people like to call, you know, well, yeah, passion, obsession, are basically the same thing, in my opinion, to relentlessly pursue your goals. So to do this, you master your mind. Without mastery of mind, you cannot unlock your full potential. It's pretty, pretty straightforward, but, you know, you can say it to someone and they'll nod at you, but in reality, they're not going to know what the fuck you're talking about because everyone's passion or everyone's obsession is, you know, it's on a different level and it comes to them in a different way. You know, some people's obsession is like, I need to make more money. Some people's obsession is I need to work out harder or I need to like read more, you know, and just maybe you should just do all of it. You know, if that really floats your boat, um, you know, a couple other points that, you know, I want to really, really pinpoint on is that no one is really going to help you. And before you disagree, let me just say that while you have friends and family who are more than likely going to look at you in the eyes, goes like, I really think what you're doing is a great idea. Just know that if you want to do something, you have to go after. You cannot have anyone else do it for you. You cannot wait for someone else to give you an opportunity. Don't wait for someone else to help you. Even if it's your dream, it's on you. If you wait, you're basically waiting on your deathbed and you will never take action. So something like this, I really think like nowadays, um, we look for a lot of aspects of validation. One of the biggest ones is like social media. When you post a picture, there's a huge, you know, the idea around it is like social validation. You know, there is the like aspect, uh, you know, how many followers aspect. Oh, I have more than you. I'm deemed um, higher on the social validation scale or the hierarchy of you know popularity than you are. Where in reality, no one really fucking cares. But know that if you're not taking action, basically you're just sitting on your deathbed, just waiting for all your opportunities to just vanish. And on social media, you know, I realize that a lot of people like to broadcast stuff. I'm I've done that. I won't lie, I'm not, I won't be a hypocrite, but I've come to understand that. You know, if you wait and you post things and you uh, basically look for social validation or opportunities, most likely not going to be there. Now, what I mean by that is, is that we like to say things, we like to speak about our plans before we even do them. And that's the biggest mistake you can make. Most people don't know how to work on their plans, you know, as I say, in the dark, you know, close the door, work behind the closed door, you know, go dark, go off social media. I went off social media about over two months ago, I feel fucking fantastic. I'm ecstatic, you know, being on social media and I've accomplished a lot. And, you know, the reason is, uh, you know, I, I read this book and I realize, you know, social media has essentially poisoned a lot of our minds into thinking that we're someone that we're actually not. So just some food for thought, you know, but um, back to the point, you know, when you're ready to quit, you know, obviously we all have to stay on course and you'd like to see how far you can go. That's the human mentality. We you know, it's like, how far can I go? But when we think we've gone far enough, it's like I mentioned before, it's usually only the 40% rule. And, you know, if, if that's all you think by not quitting, you know, you're eventually going to keep callousing your mind. And this is going to help you when things get really tough, when it becomes either something with family, financial, you know, relationship, everything. So you'll learn to work hard even when you don't want to. You'll fall into that mentality where you will be above that, you know, par level. And people will look at you and go like, this guy is doubling down on preparation or this and that. And it will pay down the road, whether it's money, whether it's success or in a career or with relationships, it will pay. Your dues will be paid. 
yeah so you know essentially you just have to strengthen the mind and if you don't have your brain you know like clicking for you you know 24 7 and you just listening to a bunch of other people speaking your ear all that noise is going to get to you and you're not going to have a mind of your own and they're essentially going to basically tell you that you're doing too much and you're going to listen to them and you're going to hold yourself back so learn how to drown out the noise you know the world's getting busier every day so you essentially just have to find ways to set up milestones keep on going progress is one of the most motivating forces out there because once we start to see progress and something that's like visually stimulating whether it's money or success for some people it's just it's very satisfying. That's what humans like. Goggins mentions in, you know, one of his podcasts that, um, you know, when he was running, uh, it was like an ultra marathon or like one of the hundred mile races. He said, it's weird because if, uh, if there were no mile markers, you feel really awkward running because you don't know when you've hit one mile, 10 miles, 50 miles, you know, however, like that's just human mentality. We need to see markers to judge, you know, where we are, you know, to kind of compare ourselves to like how we're feeling and where we are. Um, sometimes I like the surprise of like, oh, I've only gone two miles. Well, you know what? I'm just going to keep running, you know, and they realize like, wow, I actually surpassed, um, you know, my original I don't know, running time, or I've surpassed my original personal best for how, you know, how many miles I've ran, because your governor was essentially not a part of your brain, you know, when you're on that run, because you don't see the mile markers. However, when you see mile markers, like on a treadmill, one mile, two mile, three miles, you're like, oh, I'm going to stop at three, because I'm, I feel like I'm going to be tired by then. And if you just like put your phone on top of that mile marker, and you just forget about it, you just keep running, you know, take a break, and then just keep running again, just keep running probably hit five or six miles before you even know it your governor was limiting you the whole entire time so essentially that's you know that's what literally comes down to and you know another thing is you know life is all about suffering and life is definitely not easy you know and i am no one to compare it to mr goggins you know the amount of pain and sadness that he went through humiliation you know it's just it's it's very motivating. It's very inspirational. And uh, the guy's definitely went through a lot of ups and downs and he's continuing to just surpass, try to surpass, you know, what he's done before. And, you know, to be great in life, you know, you need to be prepared to confront this suffering because if you resist it, you're, you're causing yourself even more pain. So you need to embrace it and become comfortable with the pain. You know, you know, like the common phrase pain is gain. It's true you know, use it as motivation, because at the end of the day, it's all on you. You have to master your mind, you know, you're the only one who can do that. And basically, to accomplish more in life, you have to do things that other people think are unachievable. And that becomes what the mastery of your mind, if you think when you look at something that most people can't do that, try to do it. Because if you break through that ceiling, I guarantee people are going to look at you and you're going to catch the attention of a lot of people but it's all up to you. Now, there's nothing to say you won't have support along the way, but at the end of the day, you have to do it. You know, you have to make that accomplishment. You have to put in the effort, but it may not be overnight. More than likely, it won't be. But, you know, through that pain, it unlocks the pathway to optimal performance. You know, you have to become great friends with the pain instead of running away from it. You know, and, you know, last closing thought, Goggins, he loved, he learned to love pain. And obviously this took him further than he ever thought he would go because he 
you look at the guy now and he's accomplished more than most people will in their lifetimes, you know, by the time he was 30, 40 years old. So I'm not saying you have to go out there and run 10 miles every single day or stretch for five hours a day, but do what floats your boat, but put in the maximum amount of effort you can. When you feel like, you know, you were at your limit, you know, basically add 60% more and that's your limit. If you think you can't do that, then, you know, you have to go back and master your mind. So a lot of great points in this book, you know, to learn how to basically be the 1% people willing to do what it takes to be a warrior, you know, to be, and this is what's really cool about this is that Goggins mentioned, he's like, you do not have to join the military to be a warrior. You know, we need people in every single industry, like hospitality, you know, um, medical, you know, first responders, you know, everyone can be a warrior in their own mind. You just have to look at what battles you have to confront and never back down from them. If you want to achieve the unachievable, you know, being a warrior is the only way, you know, you just have to steamroll right through it. So, you know, um, this book has proved to be, you know, I would say an easy read, but not a simple read. Cause if you don't take a lot of things from this book, as Goggins has mentioned, he's like, I didn't write this book just to be about me. I wrote it to help guide you on your own path, to give you an idea of like, essentially how to master your own mind and help basically learn like not to bitch about things when things get tough. And if you don't take a lot from this book, then you have to reread the book because you obviously weren't looking at the main point. It's not about him. It's about you. And he mentions that multiple times. So um, I will leave a link in the description below where you can download it for free. Um, hopefully they don't remove these links by the time that you listen to this um, and you read it for free. Like I said, who I don't believe you should pay for books by the way, but um, yeah, other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, you know, hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. Um, hope you guys took something from it. You know, it's a lot of things nowadays, you know, people want a quick fix and it's not the way it, it takes a lot of time, but other than that, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Don't forget to tune in for next time and um, take care. Be safe.